Oi, oi, and welcome to a very special edition of the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stan Chum, as always, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. And this evening, we are delighted to bring you another exclusive interview. This time, we are joined by a man fondly remembered for many good times over his four-year um, tenure with the O's. He's got no hair, and we don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Russell Slade. Gentlemen. Welcome, Russell. Thanks Good to for... speak to you. <laughs> Likewise, thanks for joining us. Um, I think it's fair to say that, that fans, young and old, will, will definitely remember you, so I don't think there's really any need for an introduction. But as always with our interviews, we start sort of right at the very beginning. So I guess the, the question that we start with really is, Russell, what, what were you doing before you came into football and how did you get into football management? Okay, um, well, as, as you're grow up you you decide what kind of sport that you really prefer if you if you if you're into if you're into sport at all that is um and obviously my love was for football and when i was growing up um i played for the nottingham boys that's where i was brought up um and from there i had one or two trials as a as, as a boy at different clubs like Notts county um, even Manchester United, I remember going up there for a trial, played at the cliff. Um, but I was quite small. I know you can't believe that, fellas, but I was quite small <laughs> at the age of at the age of um, at the age of fourteen, fifteen, when when boys were getting uh, attracted to um, professional football clubs. So uh, also um, education was also important to me. Um, so. As it happens, I didn't. I, di- I didn't get picked up at 16. But then I was offered trials or, or a, a, a contract at Notts County, possibility of a contract at Notts County when I was 18. But still decided to, having done A levels, to go and, and, and complete those studies, which was a degree in sport. And it wasn't then until I got back from um, playing at college and playing for British colleges that I came back and. Um, Ended up with getting my first job in football as uh, working with the um, youth team at Notts County and also playing in Notts County's reserves. So kind of the best of both worlds, really. Um, but for that degree, which took four years, I think in total, um, I didn't spend too many. I didn't spend too many years um, actually teaching. I was quickly over to working at Notts County and playing at Notts County. Um, at the age of about, um, I would say about 27, something like that. And it also got from there, I guess, your, your, your career in football. Yeah, so, so, so it's a very, very different way of getting into football. It was my decision basically at 18 to carry on and, 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 and do that education that had already started. And then I came back into it at a later stage, even at that stage. At 23, 24, there was a possibility of me going over to just the football and play under Jimmy Cyril at the time. But um, I, ju- I just waited. I was enjoying the coaching as, as well as playing um, and um, waited until an opportunity came to go to the club as a, as a, a fully-pledged uh, youth coach, which is what I did. Fantastic. I spent 11 years, 11 years in total in one capacity or another at Notts County. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. And then, obviously, you had some successes over the course of your managerial time, but um, we're just going to fast forward that bit, um, and just to sort of your time, really, to bring you up to sort of date with, with Leighton Orient. So, how did the Orient job 
come about? Obviously, Barry Hearn and Matt Porter were in charge of the club at the time. Can you give us sort of how how it came to? I mean, obviously, we all know that Geraint Williams took over and and saved us from from a relegation, and it wasn't quite working out results wise with with him. So, how did the Orient job come about? Um, well, I, I I don't think I'd. Um I'll tell you what it was. It was a, it was a really really bad winter when there wasn't many games at Christmas, and I'd I'd lost my job at um, I'd lost my job at Brighton, I think, in the November. So as a family, we made a decision to move to move back north to where Lisa was from, my wife, um, to Scarborough. Um, we thought, oh well, hang on, there was nothing coming up. Um, wasn't any games hardly over Christmas, and then Matt Porter gave me a ring. Probably in the, it would be in the March time, I would have thought, because there's only about six games to go. Yeah. Actually, I was driving the car on the seafront at Scarborough, <laughs> and the, 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 call, the, the call came in from Matty Porter. Can you go? Can you go to the Southampton game on Saturday? Um, I thought, wow, that's a long way. I've just moved to Scarborough. Time is not very good. <laughs> Time is not very good. Ago. I said, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go down and watch the game. So um, I think I went down with a friend of mine and uh, went down to watch the game. And um, I was just leaving. I was just leaving the game. Um, it was a defeat. It was a narrow defeat. I thought they'd done quite well actually in the, in the game, the players. But it was a it was a narrow defeat. And I was just leaving. I was just walking down the steps. I got another call from Matt Porter, and he said he was in one of the lounges um, on one of the floors. So I, I just went back up, met him there, and um, he was very straightforward. Matt, he said he said to me, "Well, this is the deal." Can you keep us up? We've got six games to go. What, what, what do you want it? Do you want to do it or not? It was, it was a little bit like that. I said, well, it's a very strange way of asking in a way. But um, I said, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that in six games. Um, so I, I got myself down to uh, I got myself down to London, and I think my first game was Exeter. I'm pretty sure it was Exeter. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, well, yeah, well no, I, I, sure. I, the reason I remember it being Exeter is Barry. We, we, we went down the night before, and Barry gave me a call, and I think I think Barry was a little bit worried, you know, that um, at the time the club weren't in a great situation, and I, I think he feared the worst. I think he felt that you know um, it didn't stop; they were on the way down to League Two. Um, so I just tried to make life a bit easier for him. I said, "Look, we'll, we'll." I told him. I actually told him, and I don't go around doing that. He's, I actually told him we'd knock out a, re, a, a draw at Exeter. We'll take a point off them, get nice and tight. And then I said, "We got the home game. I think it was on the Tuesday, um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do and, and, and try and win that one at home." So as it turned out, we got the draw. We got a nil-nil draw, didn't we? And then we won the next two home games and. Um, uh, put his fears to bed, really, and um, you know we remained in League One, and it g- gave the club an opportunity to build, really. So, what was it about the job that that you know Matt Porter was obviously quite to the point, but usually these sorts of things you involve a, a chat about what the plans are, and, and I know our situation was obviously quite quite different, but what was it that sort of actually made you think, you know, what? Because that's quite a big challenge. What what made you think, yeah, I, I'll have some of that. Well, there was no plan. There was no plan. Um, 
I wasn't doing anything at the time. Um, I, I hadn't been very well because I said that winter was was bad. We were moving home in the snow and everything, and I got a, I got a bit of mild pneumonia, so I wasn't particularly well. So it employed somebody that was <laughs> off that kid anyway for six games. Matt Porter. No, no. So it was only for six. It was for six games. So we, we never spoke more than that. That was that, that was fine. That suited me. Um, I, I come down and do do my best, and we we took it from there. And obviously, uh, after we stayed up, um, the, there was a two year contract on offer, which I considered and then decided to take. Really. So obviously, you joined the club um, and kept us up. So what what plans did you have for the summer? Then? Did you kind of know who you wanted in and who you wanted to get out? Yeah, what, 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 what was kind of good, I think there was quite a few out of contract. I don't think there was going to be that many. So it, so it was a good opportunity to build. It was a really good opportunity to build, and that's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy building a side, if you've got that. And, um, you know, there was, there, there was a, there's obviously Tiny Cox was on the, on the menu, wasn't he? I him at um, Brighton. So um, there was a, a few signings that... Um, we made in, in in that summer. Um, it all went fairly well, really, and um, it was it was a, it was a good, it was a good season for us, if you remember. So yeah. So why Dino? What made you what made you go in for Dino? And obviously he was a free agent, but you, did you kind of think there was an opportunity there for Dean to kind of carry on? His oh career? yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, I thought I thought he he, he's, he will be a top top um, League One player. Um, he's, he's very creative and I thought you know he's got an ability to get a goal as well so I, I had no hesitation I was, uh, I was, I was persuading him to, to take him away from the from the south coast because obviously his roots are down there he loves it down there um, but you know I, I think he wanted to come and play for me again um, and it's, it, it was um, it was a, it was a great decision for, for both of us, for, for for me, for the club, well, for, for all of us, the three of us, Coxie, me, and the club, it was it was a good decision, and um, you know he's had some wonderful seasons for for, for Lake Norrin, as you know. Yeah, and he's been a long, longest-serving player. He's still obviously with us, as you, as you probably know. But when we spoke to yeah. him last week, he said you didn't really have to sell the opportunity to him. But is that? Is that something that you felt that you had to do? Because obviously you were, as you say, pulling him away from the South Coast. Yeah, I would do. I, I, I would do that with all all players. Anyway, I always like to meet the players if at all possible. Have a good chat with them. Uh, not not just about the football either, about the, the, their family life, and yeah, try to get a little bit of a picture about you know what they're about, where they see themselves going, and I think that's important because I'm a big believer in getting the right type of characters in, in your changing room and um, you know that, that blends very 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 important so to talk to your players and know, know where they're coming from and you're coming from I think is important not, not, not just professionally you know the strategy and philosophy and where you see it going obviously you talk about that but it's also good you know to talk about the way they are and, 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 and try to find out a little bit more about maybe what makes them tick as a person Interesting, interesting, Very interesting. So you just spoke about the players you brought in, but how was your relationship with Barry as a chairman and Matt Porter? Relationship, the relationship with Barry, um, Matt Porter, Steve Dawson um, was 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 very very good. It was on a it was on a sound footing, and uh, it was always very honest, very open. 
Um, Barry will probably speak to Barry maybe uh, once a week, twice a week at the most, maybe before the game, after the game. We always we often talk on a Sunday after the game. Win, win or lose, he'll give me a call. And Matt, Matt, Matt was fantastic because he was he was he was always there um, for you, even though he was he was wasn't in the office. He'd be only he'd only be a phone call away, Matt, and if wanted to do something. Um, he'd be there for us, and then Steve was the, the man that you know would would keep things together in terms of the, the the accounting side and the money side of it. He'd know how far we could go and couldn't go, and um, you know he's but he was a great fan as well. They're all great fans of the, of the club, and um, and that was a great thing, really. I think the greatest the great the greatest compliment I can I can give in my time really at Leighton is the fact that we maximised. We attempted to, and to a large extent achieved, we maximised everything on and off the pitch. With the resources we had, I thought we did terrifically well. Yeah, and and along the way, along the way, we, 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 improved, we improved many things, you know, from the training ground to the fitness side of things, uh, to the analytical side at the football club. And Matt, Matt you know, helped sanction those as well. And, and um, you know to, to to take on more staff that way, make it almost more professional and more scientific, and uh, and give us a better opportunity of achieving what we wanted to achieve. Absolutely, absolutely, Brilliant. and like you said, a great first season, a good first season. We finished seventh, but obviously that season will probably be remembered for the cup run. So we obviously in the second round we had Drawsden. Uh, where we had a home replay that we were looking like we were going to go out of the tournament at two 0 down with a couple yeah. of minutes left. And we had a crazy last half hour to that, or last 35 minutes. Did, 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 did we score six in extra time? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> Luckily. No, no, it wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a great performance, was it, on the night? But do you know what? So, sometimes that happens in the cup, doesn't it? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not how you win in the cup. It's, it's, it's just getting through. It's sometimes just a case of getting through to the next round. Yeah. yeah. Particularly when you're playing um, opposition from the lower league, it's it's it's, no, it's never easy. It's always tricky. Um, but to get through, and there were some and, and there were some remarkable cup victories along the way before the Arsenal game as well, wasn't there? That, yeah, we got you know, the likes of Norwich and Swansea. Yeah. 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 I was all, all one in a kind of Ride the Rovers style, like a late a late goal from Jimmy Smith away to Norwich, and then a, a late own, after being a goal down to Swansea, we we won it through a late own goal. Um, so it's a, a yeah. great, great season. And then, like you said, at the Arsenal game, John Tahue, seventy odd minutes, smashes it in the bottom corner. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I remember the Norwich game. I thought I was that was a really that was a really strong performance. I thought they were a very very good outfit that day. They were. Um, and they were going well, and um, to get a result was 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 uh, was awesome. Really, great to the lads. I mean, um, they put in some fantastic performances. Some of those players that were with me there for for a long time. I'll certainly remember that. I was there in the away end there, and I just remember Jimmy come running over towards us after and celebrate. It was we were all just going mad in the away end. Um, because they put you at the end of one of yeah, the main yeah. stands, and, uh, and and that I couldn't make the Swansea, but. Um, yeah, it was definitely, definitely one of my best cup runs. And Swansea was a great win as well, and that gave us obviously the opportunity to play Arsenal. I mean, what do you remember about the Arsenal match? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Arsenal match was was ter- was terrific. Um, probably, probably in, ter- in, in, in terms of in terms of atmosphere, um, I thought it was it was it was a, it was a terrific night. Um, the important thing against opposition like that was was to stay in the game, and um, we man- we managed to stay in the game, didn't we? And yeah. you know, we put uh, we put our super sub on that day, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he claims to know every yeah. French player that's come through every French academy, doesn't he? But he'd never heard of John Tahue. No, he'd never heard of Jonathan and, and Jonathan. It was a great finish. And when we scored that, that, that's still probably the loudest I've ever heard of the place. The place erupted when we when when we equalised. So no, it was a it was a great it was a great day. It was a great it was a great cup game for us and I I shall remember that uh, as long as I live. It was a fantastic night. Yeah, and then sadly when we had the away leg, it didn't quite go to plan, but then, you know, one would expect a top four Premier League side Absolutely. against the League One side to, to win reasonably comfortably, but sadly we lost 5-0, but obviously there was a great experience of going to the Emirates and playing on their, on their pitch in, in a stadium that I think had a capacity crowd or a couple of thousand short of capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, Baz, I don't think Bazzard was too upset because no. the, the important thing was to get that was to get the draw uh, away from home because it was going to be a massive payday for us. Yes, um, and, and and to do that, and of course we went out to, you know, quit ourselves in the best possible manner. Um, but but um, you know they they, they 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 were too strong for us on the night. Um, but uh, you know, from a money point of view, it's fantastic. I have to tell you the story. I mean, after the game, I'm, I'm not so sure Arsenal likes um, Ian. Well, I don't think he sees too many of his fellow managers after the game. Um, but um, he's got a lovely big room, so um, I ensured that every single member of my staff came in. We're all in there from 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 the kit man to to all the coaches uh, to the uh, scout who had done all the scouting for us, and uh, we're all in there. Fantastic room. I think Barcelona are on the uh, television, and he said, "Look, Barcelona, just like Lake Norient." He said. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think he thought. I think he thought after that remark that that will be enough, and we would go. Mm-hmm. But we saw we saw a fantastic we saw a fantastic array of. Uh, Red and white wines in his cabinet. Is, uh, so, um, but, but uh, he, he didn't know where the key was for it. But Pat oh. Rice found it. So um, <laughs> we, we, we helped ourselves to a nice glass of uh, red wine and, and stayed another fifteen minutes before we got on our way. So that was that, that was a nice little evening for the staff afterwards as well. That's what it's all Something about. To remember, That's, yeah. it's, you know, the old it's the magic of the cup. It's it's just what it's really what, what it's all about. And I don't think our fans were yeah. too were too upset or disappointed. Really, um, you know, ordinarily yeah. I think the five 0 loss wouldn't have wouldn't have sat so well. But, but you know, yeah. the fact that we we'd done what we'd done and we'd taken you know Premier League scalps in the process, I think was was a good job. All, you know, good job done yeah. all round. But but obviously where you were doing so well during the course of that season, obviously it attracts interest from. From other clubs who perhaps aren't doing so well, higher up, and and, and are looking for, uh, you know, replacement for their management. And I think uh, you probably remember the Barnsley situation. What what do you remember about that? Um, that there were, I think, one or two rumours circulating that perhaps you'd gone to meet them. What was? Can you tell us any more about that? Yeah, I, I was I, w- I was aware of their interest through a, a third party. Um, 
and obviously that third party is, is, it, it, it will be come from an agent you see so um, I, I knew there was interest and they were wanting um, to talk to me but Barry was insistent that I didn't do that. I didn't do that. He, he, he wanted me to stay. Um, I wanted to talk to them. It didn't mean that I was going to go because I, I wouldn't have just. I wouldn't have just done that. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have probably weighed it up. So that was my argument that um, I'm not going there to go. I'm going there. I would go there to talk, but Barry was insistent, and of course I was under contract, so that was his prerogative. So yeah, we were probably one of the few little fallouts that we had really Barry and I because we got we, we got on terrifically well during my time there he was a, a very good chairman for me and um, appreciate everything that um, he did for me and the support that he gave me whilst I was there and during that season you uh, you brought in some great players in the loan market most notably now I guess Harry Kane who came to the club did you have any idea that he'd be as successful when he came when he was at Orient well we, we we knew of those and Tom and Tommy Carroll yeah. as well. Um, Poku. Yeah, yeah. The, the three of them were, were, were really good takes for us. Um, and, and, and at that time, obviously, we had a very good relationship with T- Tim Sherwood and, and, and Spurs. Um, of course, they hadn't had any um, league football at that particular time, so that was the gamble. And they were very young. I think Harry was probably only 17, wasn't he, when he yeah. came to us? Yeah. A young 17-year-old as well. And um, so it's always a gamble. Um, but you, you, you could tell they, uh, they were both very, very talented. Uh, all three of them were talented players. And it's no surprise that they, they've earned to, uh, they're, gonna, they're earning a fantastic living in the game and, 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 and they're going on and they're doing terrific things. But um, if you'd have said to me, do, do you think Harry would be, you know, top contender um, for the England number nine shirt right now. And I said, whoa, 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 you know, <laughs> hold your horses a little bit, you know. He's, he's, he, the kid's just started, but he's, he's I mean, he's, he, he's, he's improved enormously. He's got better. Um, he was always confident in his own ability and he had a um, natural uh, ability to get a goal. He, he could pick a he could pick a goal. There's no doubt about that. And certainly with, with Tommy, Tommy was a very good passer, one touch, two touch, uh, move the ball, see a pass really quickly. Mm-hmm. And Poco, he, he he was exciting, wasn't he? Because he he he, he wanted to take his man on every single time, and <laughs> he could hit and he yeah. could hit one as well, you know. So it's I mean, there were great takes, and, and 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 I'm sure they'll look back and see that as a, a real good opportunity and a real good little bit of grounding for them. It's a very early stage in their careers. Yeah, and we, we still take some of the credit, um, us Orient fans, for having Harry Kane here <laughs> at Orient and, and taught him most of what he knows now. Um, but, um, on Poku, yeah, I think one game that stands out for a lot of people, and I think Coxie mentioned it in, a, in his interview as well, was against Droylston when they were trying to kick lumps out of him because he was taking the mickey out of him almost. You know, every time they kicked him, he's give me the ball back, I'll, I'll do it again. Um, and he just yeah. wouldn't. He just he was just utterly relentless that in that in that game. But he was a great little impact player, and that was yes. That, that was no, he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. In, impact sometimes he didn't always do it from from, oh. from the start. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming on, he could change a game. He was a game changer, wasn't he? Was. he? he was, yeah. He was, and he was a lovely lad as well. He's back All in Belgium now, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, um, shame, but uh, yeah, he was exciting to watch, and we knew that you bring him on with sort of ten, fifteen minutes to go when their defenders are probably a little bit 
tired and whatnot that you know something would happen and and, and it worked really really well um so that season we finished seventh. Yep. We were just a point behind Bournemouth. Um, but I, yeah, we remember the offer from Barry was, um, if you do well, we go to Vegas. So you did. How was Vegas? <laughs> hey, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know that one. <laughs> That's what Dean said Great as well. Answer. Great answer. <laughs> but it was a good time. So. Um, yeah, no, it was great. But that Barry, Barry, Barry was great at those, those, you know, um, little bonuses that he, little carrots that he would dangle for the for the players, and you know, it gave him a real thrill to to be able to do that. You know, if the lads were successful, he was uh, he would be great on that, and he, he would stick to his word and take us. And two out of three seasons, obviously, we went to. We went to Vegas. We had a fantastic time, and you know it's uh, real, real credit to the lads that they they achieved that. But he he, he was good at that. He, he, he could, Barry would give the staff, um, or every single member of staff, will get a little bit of a bonus at Christmas and things like that. So it was part of the way Barry worked. Um, you know, and the staff. There was not a one. There's not one member of staff, you know, that worked from nine till five or ten till six. Luke, they worked whatever hours it took. They would they would work, and that's you know, from the secretary Lindsay to to any other office worker, commercial, whatever, whatever it may be. And everybody would do the job. Everybody would go the extra mile, and 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 that and that's why I say about maximising everything on and off the club. Might not have been a great number of staff, but the staff worked incredibly hard um, with each other to to make things work and, and, and go that extra go that extra mile. Cool. Um, then the next season was the 2011-2012 season, which was, I think, for for all of us really, was a bit of a season to forget um, because we obviously narrowly avoided uh, relegation. Um, do you remember much of that season, or was that blotted out? No, 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 no. You have to take the good with the bad. Um, it was, it, it was, it was a difficult season because it got to the stage, didn't it, where we we, we lost a we, we, between the summer and the January window. We lost a few players, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, like we Steve Dawson moved on. Alex Revel yeah, yeah, was got, Alex going that period as well. Yeah, we've got Alex, um, Lee, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Daniels, yeah, and Stephen Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. There's lots of little things. Obviously, there was the speculation of, of me maybe moving on. Then, obviously, we lost some players, some quality players as well. So, um, it turned out to be a really difficult season. Um, don't think I did well, as well as I could have done in the loan market that particular season. I was trying to patch it up to get us through to the end. I knew that there was needed a new rebuilding job at the end of the season as well when players' contracts was up. Um, we got through, we muddled through. It, 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 it wasn't great in the end, um, but we showed enough about us to, 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 to get out of the situation we're in, and that's all Barry said to me. Listen, you've got us in it, you get us out of it. Yeah, yeah fair um, place. And that's, and that's all you need to hear, and you get on with that, and that's why I did, I got on with it, and, and we did that. I was delighted. You know when you want one of those seasons to finish? Yeah. <laughs> I was happy it was, it, well, I was so happy it was over because we could draw breath, we could rebuild again and that's exactly what we did. And I think, I think that was the great thing is, is in those four and a half years, it wasn't just 
we built, we built a team, but then we, 18 months later, you found yourself rebuilding another team. Yeah, because people move on. Is it people th- move on? Yeah, your better players, your better players go, and uh, and the ones that pro- probably haven't performed as well as you'd like, or revert back to type, as, as we would say in the game. You know, maybe good for a spell, and then go back to to where they were. Then then you've got to make you've got to keep moving forward again, um, and that, and that's what we did. And we made we made some useful signings again, didn't we? The next season, and although we didn't, it wasn't a it wasn't a fantastic start. We made, from what I remember, made really good progress as that season went on. And in the end, I think we were just about a point off the playoffs, weren't we? Yeah, we were. We got noted that during that season, you brought in Baldry, Clark, Lloyd James, and the season before, you'd brought in Cuthbert, Mooney, and Lisby. I think Lisby was a massive coup for us, and I think Lisby yeah. done really well. Yeah. And yeah. We, we all no, know the, how the, he came in. No, I think we recruited really well. Um, Liz was without a club. Um, as it helped. The geography helped because he wasn't far away from the club. I think he wanted to be close to his family. He'd, he'd done a lot of the, tra- the travelling around and, and for him to be close. Um, it was a great fit. It was a great fit for him. Baudry, I hijacked that one. Baudry was on the way to, um, to Shrewsbury. Uh, I, I was in the process of doing some work on on Matty Baudry asking a few people that I knew and stuff and um, I had to hijack that one to get him down <laughs> particularly as I didn't think particularly as I didn't think Nathan uh, having had a couple of chats with Nathan I'd met him up in the north Nathan Clark um, I didn't think Nathan was going to come I think it was a bit of a wrench for him to leave the, the north at the time um, but then he did decide to come so um, it was finding the finances then to be able to do Nathan and Matty um, but it was worth it, wasn't it? You know, I thought, you know, and then you had Cuthbert as well. We were we were pretty strong at the back and we we had options as well. And then I guess in January 2013, in that January transfer window, you kind of completed the puzzle with getting Omazuzi back and then a massive coup in Vincelo. And we all know how well Vincelo done for, for Orion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was, I, he, he was one I was after for a while, to be honest. Um, how do players come onto your radar? How do you get to be made aware of of certain players? Well, well, obviously through your through 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 your scouts, the scouts that your foot soldiers that go out and look. Um, you may look on Y Scout, and and of course you you come across them. They play against you as well, um, and he was always in my mind from the time that he was at um, Dagenham, and then obviously he went to Brighton. Uh, I had a few contacts in Brighton. Your contacts are very important as well. You build those up over a period of time. So, you know, I've got a lot of people that I can trust with opinions as well, and they trust me with opinions. So, you know, you're going to get it straight in terms of the type of person they are, type of player they are. Um, so, that, that that's important. Um, so, we, we go through all that process um, before I, I would then meet them and we'd have a little chat. With, with them and then and then the agent and decide whether we were going to take it forward from there really and, and that season we almost made it to Wembley by a cruel a cruel goal away to South a late goal away to South End yeah it was uh, yeah it was uh, it was frustrating to be honest I, I thought we were actually good enough to get in that to get in that top six it was just we we left things 
a little bit late, didn't we, that season? Um, that, 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 that was the thing. Um, and then, are you talking about the cup game with Southend? Yeah, cup game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that, obviously, on top of that, on top of that as well, um, you know, I thought we got ourselves in the driving seat away at their place. Um, but, um, you know, it was disappointing to, to go out because of uh, not taking the fans to the final of that competition. It would have made up, if you like, for not quite getting in that top six. Absolutely. So, like you said, we had a really strong finish to that season. But I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams could have envisaged, envisaged the start we would have had to the following season. I mean, did you, could you say that something was building towards the end of that season going into the pre-season? Yeah, yeah. I thought if we had, I thought if we had a very good pre-season, um, and, 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 and we got ourselves as fit as we possibly could, injury-free. Obviously, we were never going to have a massive squad, but if we could, if we could be injury-free and and, uh, and build on that understanding, I think the great t- great thing about that group was they knew their jobs, they knew each other's jobs, yeah. um, and that we were we were well organised and. Um, and uh, and always a threat, always a threat going forward. Um, we, whether it was through Mo, there were so many, there were so many that were capable of getting a goal. If we, if 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 Liz or Moons wasn't getting a goal, then uh, Mo would chip in, or Coxie would chip in, or Vince Lott would chip in, or you know, somebody would score from a corner. Um, we, we had threats. That was that, that was the great thing. Uh, and nobody, I don't think anybody liked playing against us. That's that's the biggest testament you can give to that yeah. team because yeah. we were relentless. Um, everybody knew when you came to Lake Norian that we'd be in your face and um, we could play as well. We could mix our play up. We could go a bit more direct. We could play through you. Um, but, 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 but be at you for, for, for the 90 minutes. And if there was any weaknesses, if there was any weaknesses, then, you know, or lack of confidence in the opposition then um, we, we, we will turn you over. You mentioned his name a moment ago, and it's not something that we've actually got uh, noted down here, but you were the one that was responsible for giving Moses Edebajo his first team his first team debut. How how telling is it, that, or, or how obvious is it, that, that someone like him would actually go so far in the game? Because obviously he's doing very well at Hull, who are, I think, top of your current league at the moment, top of the championship at the moment. Um, was it glaringly obvious that this 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 kid was gonna was gonna go places? No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, at, at sixteen, he still had a lot of um, physically and a lot of filling out to do. Um, game understanding um, needed to be needed to be stronger. I think mentally needed to develop as well as a player. Um, so we took him. We decided to take him for that year. He was certainly worth that. Take him for a year after you know what he'd done at, at um, under under eighteen level um, with Andy. who had done a great job with him, Andy Edwards. Um, so what we did with Mo, what we did with Mo, we thought we, um, he wasn't going to make he wasn't going to make that first team straight away. We decided that. So the important thing was, well, okay then, what, what what's going to be the pathway for Mo? Okay, we can get him reserve team football, but. We thought it'd be best to get him out on loan playing men's football, which is exactly what we did. Um, he had a few loans, if you remember. If you go back and you yeah. look at his non-league loans that he's had, he probably had more loans than anybody, both. Um, but we got him out there. We got him out there. We, 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 we supported him. We watched him. 
um, trying to see him, you know, improve. And then the season after, that was his first season, so he's pretty much out on loan. And I think he might have played a game at the end of that season. Yeah, he played a uh, home to Rochdale, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and scored a great goal, didn't he? Yeah, he scored, he scored a, yeah, in his first yeah. start, he scored a belter from outside the box. We won two. Yeah, so, so, so what we did, we, 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 took it, we took him away with it. He had the whole pre-season, obviously, with the first team the next season. And we took him away with us. We were, um, were out in Finland, so we took him with us. He was, he was in at right back um, and he'd done a good job there um, as well. So, so, so we then knew it was at that stage. I think you can safe to say then we knew we probably had something then. Because he'd done really well. He'd done really well abroad with us in Finland. Um, I thought we were onto something with Mo, and um, he just he, he just continued to make um, really good progress and, and and played more and more in the team, um, whether it was at right back or or right wing. Yeah, and he was he was utterly awesome and as that, he developed. It was good to watch him develop as well. And that team started. Oh really yeah, and a, lo- a, lo- a lovely kid, and we always always talk to him. He, he, he'd seek advice. He'd seek advice. Kevin Lisby was very good with him, and uh, I, I would talk to Mo a lot. I, I was saw it, and his timing of of also going he, he, inevitably with his ability. He was always going to lead late in Orient, and and and. and you know, for he could have probably even missed out the the, the um, championship at the time. I mean, I know he's back in there now, and he's one of the, he's certainly one of the best players in the championship down down the side for for, for Hull City. But um, he could have he could have he could have gone he could have gone Premier League even a little bit earlier. But I think I, th- I think he, he's the way he's developed and. The process and, and going to League One, then to the Championship. He's, he'll be ready now. He's ready. He's more than ready to to, to go to the final level now. And, and um, nobody deserves it more than him. He's, he's worked incredibly hard. Incredibly fit guy, um, and, and 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 a willing learner. Yeah, yeah. When we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like his head was on his shoulders, and he was really kind of into it. And he's got a good family base there. And I think, like you said, I think he'll end up in the Premiership sooner rather than later. So yeah, definitely. A great start to that season. Won our first eight games, you know, and the team seemed really consistent. You had Mooney, Lisby up top. You had that midfield of obviously Cox, Vincelow, James, not Mo, and the defence was really, you know, all of each other's game, like you said, with Omo, Clark, Baldry, Scotty C, Jamie Jones in goal. I mean, and the spirit amongst that team seemed amazing. I mean, what what did you do to get that spirit to what it was? Because you could tell on the pitch that those players would go out there and they'd die for each other on that pitch. Yeah, they would. No, no, it's, 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 it's something that I think a lot um, I pride myself on, really, in, in trying to get that that together, that that togetherness. I think is, is is majorly important. You've got to be willing to trust each other, believe in each other, work for each other, um, and, and and they did that. I think I think the, the pre seasons help when you're together. We used to go away for that one week, or we go away to Finland. So the group was very tight together. Um, we haven't made too many more changes. Knew each other's jobs inside out. We knew what was we, we knew what was. Uh, everybody knew what what was asked of them. They needed to do, and if they weren't doing it, then there'll be then, then, then there'll be uh, there'll be trouble. The other ten would be onto them, you know. So as as we say, we won the first eight games. We got off to an absolutely flying start, and I think people really sat up and took notice of us that. 
you know, how well we were doing and people probably did come with a little bit of trepidation that, oh my God, are they going to really sort of turn us over? Are we going to get embarrassed? And I think probably a lot of difficult team talks were had. Um, was there a point in the season when you thought actually we could actually probably do something really good here and, and actually spring a, a surprise here and, and, and actually go up? I was, I, I, was, I, was, I was fairly confident that we that we were after the start we got fairly confident that we were going to finish in the top six, but also realistic enough to know that a whole host of things can happen during that season, whether it's injuries, suspensions, um, lack of form, or, or whatever. And we only had a small squad, um, and, and, and the things and the thing was you you had the big boys in like Wolves that. Arguably, I think something like a twenty-four million pound budget in in League yeah. One, and and then went out and improved and bought Dickoff and Dicko and, and and improved their group in in January, um, but by spending even more money was 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 hard for us. Was hard for us. Did you find it? You know, we, did you find it tough in January in terms of trying to get any new recruits in? Obviously, you got Olding. In, and he was a great success story, but unfortunately he had to go back to back to hole when their keeper got injured. But was there anyone else that you tried to get in but weren't, weren't able to do so? Um, yeah, no, we were, we we were, we were we were looking at the time to see if we could improve it a little bit, but obviously there were, there were financial constraints as well, so we couldn't go crazy because um, you, you've got to, your monies have got to be right anyway, because otherwise you start to get embargoes, as you know. So we have to get that side of it sorted out. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we knew we were up against it with those bigger squads, really, and those, those two bigger budgets. I mean, I think any other season, as I look back now, any other season, if it wasn't a Wolverhampton in there. Um, we, we're going up automatic. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I think that's. I think that's the thing. It, it, it's just a freak that Wolves were in in League One, which yeah. they shouldn't have been. But you know, to compete with that kind of budget and that force was, in the end, you know, with our small group, was was um, just a little bit too much, really. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and we were sort of top two for a vast percentage of the season. But as it as the season went on, you know, the the, the quality that that Wolves and Brentford had, you know, they they had money, a lot of money behind both of them. But you know, th there was no shame in where we ended up by any stretch of the imagination. We ended up third on, I think we just discussed sort of eighty seven points, which is a massive haul. Uh, we club made record haul, yeah, club yeah. record haul, and and we ended up in in the playoffs. Um, obviously, first we had Peterborough away, which we which we did we very well in, um, and then obviously, perhaps a night to remember with Peterborough at home. What 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 do you remember of of those games? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. We, much, real, <laughs> we had a real we had a real party in the in the little bunker that we called the bunker just uh, by the tunnel. It's only a tiny room with a. With a little sink, but a, a, a fridge that was full, and and all staff in there afterwards. Um, it, we had a great um, celebration after the game. But but no, honestly, um, it was a fantastic night. Um, got got to be one of the best nights I've ever had. Um, when Coxie volleyed in, take the league. That was a, that was a fantastic feeling. Dag then uh, got the second, which just gave us that little bit of comfort. And I know we scored late on, but. 
Um, I couldn't see a way back for them. It was a great performance uh, over the two over the two legs. So I say performance over 180 minutes. I thought we acquitted ourselves really well um, and, and deserved to be there. Um, and the scenes afterwards, after the after the final whistle, were um, were, were fantastic. Really, just delighted for everybody. Yeah, night that we'd all remember as well, and, and being on the pitch and singing, and everyone on the balcony was uh, was really a night that, that any O's fan that was there will, will, will never ever forget. So, uh, next up was was Rotherham uh, at Wembley. Um, now we've spoken to uh, a lot of players, well, a number of players on, on, on the yeah. podcast. So we, we've done very very well, and they all were quiet. Well, they were all very complimentary and all very uh, echoey of the same. Uh, you know, your your plan was to make it as normal a game as possible. Is is that what you'd set out to do for that game? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, it's important that the players were relaxed. They they were they, they knew the environment they were going into because we'd visited. Um, we'd, we'd taken time out to take a coach journey, as you know, to um, look at the changing rooms and everything. So we were ready. So, the, you know, we weren't um, taking photos ourselves. We had a focus on the day. That was really, really important. Um, it just didn't happen Didn't happen for us, but it, but, but it looked like it was going to happen for us. We were terrific. We knew what they, they would be like the first 20 minutes. We weathered that. We got ourselves in front, got the second goal. Um, Reb's blessing, I mean, scored the goal of his career. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then we're, we're a bit unfortunate with the other because I, I still believe that this day that it, from the free kick it was offside. I'm not sure it was a free kick um, in the first place, so I was disappointed with that goal um, that Jamie came for and it didn't get there. But um, there you go. That, 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 that's football. Sometimes it can be it can be cruel, but then we we, we get ourselves in front in the in the shootout as well. Um, probably wouldn't have been. The five I would have picked, but I didn't expect Coxie to be off the pitch at that time and, and one or two others, but you've got to pick the ones that, you know, want to step up and feel confident to step up. Um, we got ourselves in front in that, but um, again, um, we, we couldn't manage to um, to see it out. But uh, there you go. I mean, that, that, that's, the way, that's the way things go. Um, disappointed. Uh, Disappointed the way Steve Evans behaved that day as well. Um, you know, my, my first my first thing was to would have been to go up and and um, and, uh, and and say and, and chuck Steve's hands for, for what was a great performance. But um, I, I couldn't see him for his trousers falling down running down the side. But there you go, Russ. <laughs> you know, you live, you, you live and learn, don't you? you live oh, that's and learn, uh, yeah. When we spoke to him, actually, and asked him what his biggest regret in his career so far is, he actually said not taking a penalty at Wembley. If he felt, if it was like that would happen now, if he would have found himself in the same position, he would have volunteered to take one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the important thing is in those situations when you're not a regular penalty taker, mm. is, is, is I, I don't think you can go and force one on somebody. Um, as I say, we'd lost it. Lisby was a penalty taker. He wasn't on the pitch, was he? Uh, right. Coxie wasn't on the pitch. Um, so we'd lost a couple of, what, if you like, re- more reliable penalty takers who would take a 
in them and who, who were experienced. So with them, we're going to have to rely on one or two that were less experienced to take them. And that's, yeah, that's and I, you, know, you can't fault anyone, I guess, no, no. for, for stepping up and taking No, no, no. Hey, look, no, no, for sure, there was none of my players that would have wanted to go out there and miss a penalty. Nobody, nobody goes out there to try and miss that. So. No, obviously, yeah. it was it was it was gutting really. Um, but but it was a great group. Um, it, it, it was good again. Barry's gesture to take us out to Vegas. Um, we did that and and um, still still had a great time as a group as well whilst we were away. Um, and you know we were it was going to be pretty much the same group. It wasn't going to be too many changes for the for the, for the next season. Um, and, and, until there was obviously a change of ownership. Absolutely, absolutely. So you come on to that. So how how did you find out? I set you up there, boys. You have done very well for us. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to ask you actually just just before we do move on. You 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 seem to have some some sort of a reputation, a, a very nice reputation for your sort of team talks. Um, what were you saying to the guys at half time? Um, obviously, be, say pre match half time and then and, and then post match because obviously they're three very different, three very different points within the game: pre match, mid match, and and then obviously post. Yeah, I, I, look, look, I can't remember the actual exactly, detail no, though. In terms, of, in terms, in terms of team talks, yeah, I record all the team talks. I do so, I've written them down. I'd, I'd actually, uh, I'd actually type that one up, the one at Wembley. Um, but but I don't, I don't read it from the script. Obviously, I, I um, memorise or, 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 or have the, uh, the theme of what I want to talk about, the message I want to get over in my mind. Anyway, but I, I, I do record them because I think I think it's good to do. I think it's good to do that because otherwise, if you, if you're not careful, you can be talking the same old shit, really. <laughs> and you don't, you know, you want you, you want it structured. You you want to be putting keywords in that you've used during the week in training, um, and, and and have a strategy and 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 a motivational theme to it. Um, so 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 I, I record I record um, those now. I put them all down. I've done I've got books of them now that I've used over the years. So um, again, Wembley was no different. You know, we we had. It's, Good, they were well motivated, they were ready, they knew they were going to stand up side by side and fight for everything in every corner of the pitch. They were going to fight for everything. Yeah. We had a strategy, we knew we knew we had to see out, we, we knew we knew we had to see out the first 20 minutes, but we knew in the meat of the game that Rotherham would fade a little bit, uh, and that's when we could take the initiative. And that's exactly how it turned out that first half. It, it couldn't have been, in terms of the script, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been any better. Um, coming off at half-time, I, I, I noticed Evans having a real growl at the referee. He felt as if he'd had nothing go his way, as he does um, in the first period. So he was trying to intimidate him. And blow me, second half, he's given every free kick to... Um, I might be biased here, but that's how he felt. Um, he was given every free kick to Rotherham. And, and they scored, and, and, and lo and behold, they scored from a free kick. Which we just got them right back in the game, but in terms of half time, it was it was important again to weather the storm because they, we knew they would come at us again for fifteen minutes, and then and then control the game, stay in control of the game, and whether that's you know keeping the ball a bit longer or, or 
And, and, and for periods we did that, but, you know, it was a great goal. You've got to give them credit. It was a great goal by Alex, but... But, um, yeah, he'll never, he'll never score another goal like that again. I don't no, think. no, no, no. They've got him back in. It's, it's, it's just, you know, opportunist goals that, you, that are one in a million, really. It was a one in a million goal that, you know, has, 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 has seen really, in effect, seen our chances um, fade away, as it turns out. Mm. So, and, and, and just one or two things like that happened in the game, obviously, Coxie was ill at half time. Um, in that game, so he had to come. He had to. He, he was sick, but he had to come off in that game. Um, and Liz came off as well, didn't he? In that game, probably a little bit earlier than anticipated. Yeah. Um, so you have to make these 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 things. Sometimes all these little things, um, the detail, the, the changes, the things that are forced on a manager in, in in any game on a Saturday or a Tuesday night, sometimes can be the difference. Um, and it was a very, it was a very, in the end, it was the finest of lines that separated the two teams, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, you won the LMA Manager of the Year awards. So, how 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 did it feel to be winning that sort of award? Because obviously, that's a peer-based uh, award. It's it's not something that that's voted by people sort of outside of the managerial circle, if you like. How, how does that feel? No, no, that, 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 they're fantastic. I've had two of those in League One now, and and the pride you feel because you know it's coming from your, your fellow managers in the league. Um, it's it, it's um, it's a great award. It's, it's a great award to receive. I think it's, it's the best. It's the best award you can receive as a manager, really, because um, people are aware of of of. of um, of the club, the resources that you're probably working with, and how, how, how well that the, the teams played against them, um, and how you, they've acquitted themselves, and and um, it, it, it's a, it's a real sense of appreciation of of, of, of what managers thought Leighton Orient had achieved that season. So it was an award really for everybody, for everybody at the football club, not just for me. Mm. Everybody concerned with the club, the staff, the fans. Um, it was a reward for for all of us, and so that that fills you with pride that you know we got something right at our football club for that particular season. That nine months we we we've done things really really well, and we shouldn't forget that. Absolutely spot on, and you know that's the best season I can remember as a complete season in my lifetime. You know since I've been going since the early nineties. So that uh, brings part one to its conclusion. So thanks for having us, Russell, for part one, and join us on part two shortly. <laughs>